Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Today on the Sense of Soul, we are so excited to have Vicki Paul. She is a soul purpose coach, an intuitive, and an artist. She teaches people how to connect with their souls so they can activate their gifts and talents. She helps them overcome lessons and challenges. She is extremely passionate about self-transformation and human potential. And she believes that we all have it in us to aspire to be who we're truly supposed to be. She does soul portraits. I cannot wait to talk about those. And she has an amazing book and it is called How to Be Success Soul. It's a guide to reconnect your soul, and we are so honored to have you here. Welcome, Vicki. Oh, what an introduction. Thank you, ladies, and I really appreciate the opportunity to chat to you and to chat to your listeners, so thank you for giving me that chance. It's very exciting. Yes, thank you for being with us. You're such an amazing artist. Thank you. I love art. I really do. And I love all kinds of art. I live from crocheting to quilting to like your kind of art. But I I have this vision of you. When you do art, do you listen to music? So I do two different types of art. Both of them are abstract. So the sort of main art that I do is purely intuitive abstract. And that for that process, it's almost like I channel spirit. So your listeners and you guys will know what this means. I, I get myself into a sort of altered state of consciousness. That does not take very long. I normally tend to, um, if I'm coming at the canvas from a sort of peaceable place and I'm in the zone, then it's just an intuitive transfer. transfer. Sometimes though, if I feel I want to paint, you know, for whatever's been going on in the day, then I will do um, a mini meditation and that can be, just touching the canvas, a blank canvas, and then just connecting intuitively with the paints. And then I just get myself into space because I've done it for years where I just, it's like a conduit. So I have no idea what I'm going to paint. I have no idea what's, I'm obviously, I'm consciously unaware of what's happening is the the best way to describe it. The other artwork that I do, I do abstract flowers because I'm really inspired by nature. And I love the energy of flowers. And sometimes I do listen to music, but I listen to all kinds of music from, I was a bit of a raver back in the day when I was a kid. So listen to hardcore dance music as much as, you know, sort of lovely, you know, meditation music, but not for my intuitive painting. No, I don't, I don't listen to music to that. When I was looking at them, I just felt so many different vibrations going on. Yeah, that's given me tingles what my paintings are all about they are a visual communication of spirit and I was guided to start painting again I always painted as a kid I wanted to go to art school and I ended up not going to because the school you had to be a very specific style and I just didn't like being put in boxes and I didn't paint for many years actually the last time I painted was when my papa passed away and I just really? I stopped but yeah he was in the hospital and he had cancer and he was dying with cancer and they took mm-hmm. his false teeth out and he was really <laughs> bad on morphine I know honestly I laugh and I can laugh now but he do you know Edvard Munch's The Scream yeah I he just looked like Edvard Munch's The Scream and I went home that night and just drew it you know 10 times and then I never picked up a paintbrush again until How old were you? Uh, I was my late teens Late teens, so I painted as a kid. I mean, he was an artist, and both my grandparents were artists, not professional. Right. And I was always had crayons and was always creative. And then I stopped for God, 20 odd years, 20 years, and then took it back up again when I started to experience my papa 
kind of coming through to me so that he obviously wanted me to start painting again and I was um, guided by spirit to paint as a way of communicating universal healing energy in the same way that mediums communicate you know messages of ultimately we are not alone we do not die spirit lives on so spirit are trying to communicate with different artists and different mediums to connect and resonate with a wider variety of people which is really what my art is about and I'm so glad you picked on picked up on that because it mm -hmm. definitely is I feel my paintings are for specific souls and when they see it they'll connect with it and they'll just know and it has it holds the messages and the energy and the healing that they need at that time in their life yeah I mean because I was picking up on different paintings were showing like the different chakra energies mm -hmm. And so I just thought, and it, they almost tell a story then, right? Yeah. And that's why I love abstract art. And it's hilarious because I did not paint abstract art when I was younger. I was a realist and I, I was in, you know, for fun, I used to copy some of the masters like Picasso and Van Gogh. And I would just copy their styles and try and get the best exact replica. And, and I did not appreciate abstract art at all. And now I'm so passionate about it because it tells a different story to every single person that looks at it. And, and if you can be open to just allowing the visual information to wash into you, it pulls up all sorts of different stuff. And, and that's what I love about it. It's interesting. I was going to say the exact same thing, Shanna. When I was going through your pieces, the blue ones and, and the yellow was really sticking out to me. When I sat with that, I definitely attached it to like my throat chakra. There's so much to be said about not just the art itself, but why you are attracted to it. And it sounds like it did offer you healing as well. Yeah, well, we suffered three miscarriages and I really struggled to articulate how I was feeling. You know, I've always been up until, you know, fairly recently as part of my soul journey. I was always Mrs., you know, independent you know I could do anything I'll get it sorted no worries just chuck it on I've got broad shoulders and I just for some obscure reason really struggled to understand and communicate what had happened because I was well into my spiritual and mediumship unfolding in my intuitive journey and I could not understand why if I was an intuitive how did I not intuit that I was going to have miscarriages and I had a bit of a I wouldn't say a crisis of faith but I was just you know I kind of I was angry with spirit because I hadn't understood what was going on. And ultimately it was their gift to me. And I started painting again, not long after the last miscarriage. And it literally just poured out of me. And mm -hmm. I found so much peace and so much healing in the actual practice of painting. And I do, I run workshops for using intuitive painting to help people with challenges around healing um, for whatever that healing could be that ever that wherever that healing journey is and I, I really am passionate about that and you're absolutely right Mandy in terms of the colors you know colors are scientifically proven to shift our energy and and some of the workshops that I run we literally just stare at color where you just stand in front of a, a block of color like a big canvas of blue or green or red or whatever it is and just allow the energy to wash over you and through you and it can help balance. So it may well be that if you were connected with the blue, then there might be some imbalance in your throat chakra. And that could be either you need more energy to help communicate more or bring something out, out of you, or it's like, whoa, 
it's now a time to sort of take that energy back in and stop verbally communicating. So dependent on where you're at, depends it, yeah. it, it's there to balance you. Yeah. You know, I just thought of something last night. I was looking up some symptoms that I've been having and it's like this weird itching, but there's no rash. And guess what popped up? My thyroid. So maybe this mm -hmm. is a sign that I need to, because I've had thyroid issues in the past. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I just thought of that. Well, that's fascinating. So you actually do workshops and you mm -hmm. teach people how to, you know, sit with colors and different paints and canvas. People have a preconceived idea about what painting is and what it should be and what their creative abilities are. And I, I believe everybody's creative. I believe there's an artist in every single one of us. But we have been trained that if we replicate the vase exactly, then we are good and we are creative. Whereas if we can't replicate it, then we're not creative. So what I do in my workshops, we don't use any of the traditional tools that you would use to paint. We use bubble wrap, sponges, cutlery. Um, oh, stones, you know, all sorts of different stuff, just whatever comes into my mind at the time. And I just chuck it all on the table. And what I get people to do, we do a little meditation beforehand. And then I get people to, um, and I can either do this guided or not, and just get them to set an intention for the workshop. And that can simply be to have an hour time out because they're busy moms, busy parents, or they've just not had any time out. Or we can go right the way the other end of the spectrum where we can say, okay, well, there's something in me that needs healed that needs to come out. I've got blockages. So you can set the intention to, in the way that you would set an intention and just ask yourself, you know, hand on heart, you know, what is preventing me from moving forward in my life? And you mm -hmm. leave it open-ended and then we select the paint. So I ask people to just look at the colors and just intuitively pick the colors that they feel drawn to. And then it's literally you play. You just get that paint onto canvas, however you want to use it with your elbow, your fingers, your hair, a sponge. And then we stop halfway through and I get everybody to sort of do a show and tell and explain to people what they love about their work. So we're constantly cementing the positive affirmations and they have to stand up and say, well, I love this. I love that. Rather than going, oh, well, I don't really like this or this is a bit naff or the colors didn't work out. And it's really interesting to see how everything unfolds and, and people start off in one direction and then once they get into the intuitive flow the whole thing changes um, that's beautiful i amazing. love this mm -hmm. i can totally see how it um, would work amazingly makes me think of children who they can show so much of what's going on in their head that they can't you know actually form words for this yet they show it in their art my youngest is an introvert and but she's a very very good artist i love this like using this art for expression of what's going on in your mind in your soul it's it's so beautiful thank you you're you absolutely right <laughs> so, did you do the art on the front of your new book i did yes this is actually it's also my thumbprint so i'm showing it up it. to the girls Yes. Um, yeah. I, so yes, that was a painting and the designer just kind of took a section of it and we put my thumbprint. Um, so it is a bit of my artwork behind it, but it's more for the colours. There's so many layers and references in the front cover of the book. So I'm glad I kind of, when I did it, I thought, are people going to get this? But it seems to be that they are. So creativity is just soul expression. It's just, you know, 
a vehicle for us to express who we are at a soul level and no matter what creative outlet that is. It's mm-hmm. limitless. We're like with language, there's, you know, there's a limit to how you can explain things. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people go into even meditation, but then I could see this also happening when they sit down to do an art workshop is they have expectations mm-hmm. and expectations. I always say equal future resentments and mm-hmm. all these conditions that have been put on us that we have expectations that, oh, we're not doing it right. We're not doing the meditation well enough. There's no right or wrong way. That's probably part of the hardest journey of all of it is to shed what we have been guided to know and believe and fully trust in who we are and what's right for us. And I'm, you know, I love meditation, but I also find that meditation has limits and don't get me wrong. I'm certainly not dissing it. And I do meditate. I don't have a a regular meditative practice, but I do meditate. However, for me, if there was a word that was the same as meditation, it would be feelingation where you go into your feelings you know and and actually access your body from a feeling space rather than taking it from your mind and clearing your mind and then consciously taking your awareness elsewhere if you can bring yourself into your feelings in my experience having done it both ways the, the feeling route is the one where you can really access that trust does that make well, sense? We talk, yeah. Oh, that's like my biggest thing is discernment, like using your body mm-hmm. to actually, you know, seek the truth. Mm-hmm. Your body will absolutely tell you. And it's funny that you say that because I've also realized that you can't just stay up here in your head in a meditative, clear space. You have to be grounded. Mm-hmm. So there's like, for me, what we're talking about is this space up here to meditate up in the crown and using the body for truth and discernment, and then definitely not forgetting your roots and mm-hmm. to actually, you know, be grounded beneath yeah. you. I think you know, med- yeah, absolutely. 100% balance. Meditation and mindfulness, amazing for calming the brain, calming the mind, de-stressing. Mm-hmm. But if you really want to unearth, you know, the energies and release the energies that have been carried through this lifetime and past lifetimes, you know, it, it's the feeling is the only route in, as you say, the body. You mentioned like coming into kind of like your truth and what you're supposed to do, your purpose, you know, here connecting, you know, with your soul to be successful, which I love that word, by the way. Thank you. What, how did you go? And this happens, I think, to a lot of people. You go from having these passions and these natural talents to kind of going off your track for a while to coming back to your soul's purpose. Mm -hmm. And so was it the conditions of the world that was like telling you, no, those passions and those hobbies are great and all, but you need to probably be this. And then your soul pulls you back. Can you kind of share what that pull away from your purpose was? Yeah, I, the, the, the short version, um, I've always had an interest in spirituality and I was introduced to Deepak Chopra in my late teens when you used to listen to him on cassette, for God's sake, I'm giving away my age, um, and always had a sense of something more, there was something more, I read the Celestine Prophecies and totally resonated with it, soul groups, um, you know, picking your parents to come through and experience, just everything resonated, but I did nothing with it other than just read the books and put them down. And at the time I was in my mid thirties and I was a a radio presenter. I had a shiny life, everything was going really well. I was interviewing Madonna and Kylie Minogue and it was great. And then out of the blue, I lost my job. 
and I did not take it well. It wasn't a great experience and it set me off on a bit of a path, mental ill health, physical ill health, emotional ill health. And my life, um, and I know you girls love to swear, but my life just went to shit. You know, it just literally hit rock bottom. And this is when I started to have these random experiences where I would drop things and they wouldn't just sort of fall out my hand. It would kind of almost like they would kind of pop up and out. And it always came into my head, oh, my papa's trying to get a hold of me rather than I was tired because I was suffering from insomnia at the time. And this went on for months and I never thought there was anything wrong with this. And then I'd moved back into a house that I owned in Glasgow in Scotland and there was a glass door between the hall and the lounge. I kept seeing this thing out the corner of my eye. Ended up speaking to somebody about it and they had said, yeah, your papa is trying to get a hold of you. He wants to know who the guy is that's moved in that plays the violin. Now, she would never have known this. Um, my now husband, then boyfriend, had not long moved in and he played the violin, so did my papa. And then this is when my papa appeared. So I had no intention or any thought through any of my life that I was a medium and a psychic. I always enjoyed creativity and I always enjoyed um, writing. So in, in, at times I write poetry. So I've always had a creative outlet. I've always drawn and doodled. But the fact of being a psychic and a medium was just, you know, wild to me. I had an inkling that I was intuitive because I always had knowings. I would know stuff and I would know stuff about people and I'm very good at reading people. So it wasn't until I had that really dark period in my life where, you know, my I was really rock bottom. I had periods where I was bulimic, you know, my health really badly suffered. You know, my fat, I mean, I lost so much, you know, I, I was, you know, job losses, no money, you know, it was just like this, oh my God, you're having a laugh, more shit, <laughs> you know, and this went on for a while. And then obviously I saw my papa and it just, it just clicked. You know, the woman said to me, you do know you're a psychic and a medium. And I was like, no, but that sounds amazing. Let's have a look at this. And I just, I launched myself into it head first, but I didn't do a lot with it. I did a lot of studying and I did it on the kind of the down low because I wasn't a massive fan of the opportunities that were available to me as a medium in Scotland at the time. It, you've got to stand on a platform and you've got to go through the spiritualist church and they have a structure and a process. And I just was like, I ain't going in any box. And then I did a workshop with an amazing medium, which you guys will know, James Van Prague. And he just blew my mind with his energy. He was such a breath of fresh air. And I'm a really upbeat person. I like, you know, high energy. I'm a glass half full type of person and he just really pulled it out of me and I had experiences like you would not believe you know spirit coming in being in my body and me giving a reading to someone as her grandfather you know with the mannerisms and you know that path was just never in my mind's eye but now that I look back I see that my sole purpose has always been communication the radio presenting was communicating right, writing it, is communicating yeah. an artist is communicating mediumship yeah. is communicating tarot cards communicating so it's all communicating a message so we're always living our sole purpose I believe human beings like to understand the world so we like to put it in a box and label it and, and we've got okay well that's where that goes and I now know what that is and I was that person I was like okay well I want to know what my sole purpose is and I want to know what that job looks like where I'm going to get um, clients from how much money I'm going to earn and etc etc however I have realized that sole purpose is with us all the time and the more you are in your soul purpose and the more you let go of any preconceived idea of what the heck's going to happen and you stay in the present moment, all this stuff gets thrown in front of you that you could never have imagined. Thank you. I totally agree. 
I mean, and you know, what's funny is I could see it in children. I could see it in people who are choosing their paths right now, the young adults. And I'm just like, gosh, but you're really good at this, but I, I get it. You want to be a doctor or a lawyer? Okay. <laughs> but you're really good at this. You have to kind of go through those things though. Yeah. And you know, you have to try things and figure out what you don't want to do to figure out what you do want to do. You know, I, I have learned through even the darkest times, you know, and my loss, you know, with the pregnancies, et cetera, et cetera, all of that are tools for me now, you know, and I do not react in the same way. Very little can actually phase me in the same way that it used to. And I use you know, I was very fortunate. I was one of these, you know, my mum used to say, if we, you know, we'd throw you in the Hudson and you'd come out with a salmon, <laughs> you know, it was just like, everything seemed to fall on my lap for a period of time and then it didn't. So everything that we go through is just tools and we deliberately came here to experience it all. Everything that's happening to you is by you and for you. So let's talk about how you came up with the title of your book title of my book came channeled it was just I was driving through from Edinburgh to Glasgow to see my sister and you know when you get into that zone when you drive and like five miles could pass you've changed gear and you've drive, driven safely but you've like where the heck's the time gone I just had this brain dump and that was the first time I ever was aware of channeling although at the time I didn't realize it and it just came into my head as a workshop how to be successful so I wrote it down and then I thought that's kind of cool I like the play on the words because we are very success driven, you know, success is something that we all aspire to be and have. Words frame our reality. And I was really heavily into Louise Hay's affirmations and all the rest of it. And I was kind of aware of that, um, you know, the importance of language. So I looked up success and, and the definition of success, not today's definition, but when we first invented the word in the 15th century. And I was really surprised to read that it like had lots of different meanings, but one of the main meanings was to go near to. The outcome, whether it was a good or a bad outcome, was irrelevant. Success meant to go near to. So when I then thought how to go near to soul, oh my God, I love that. And that's how, how to be successful. So it was not my idea. It was those upstairs, definitely. So we won't ask you too many um, questions about the book you wrote since you didn't actually write it. <laughs> <laughs> um, could you just tell our listeners because I really loved just the the quick description like you know what listeners if you're feeling lost stuck in a rut or overwhelmed you might want to get this book so what yeah. else would you have what else would you say to our listeners about this book well I can tell you that much it is a guide to reconnecting with your soul so mm -hmm. it's for people who are who are maybe not on a spiritual path or people who are at the beginning of their spiritual journey but it's for people who are aware that their life is not what they want it to be they are unhappy they are dissatisfied they have a feeling or a sense that there's something more they might have everything on paper ticking all the boxes but they're just like nah this is not working and they are just not happy yeah. so the book is basically a step-by-step -step guide to reconnecting with your soul self so it's wrapped up in my my story so that people can hopefully resonate and see some of them and me and me and them but it's a process and when I was on my own spiritual journey I was forever on Google trying to find information um, and work my way through what was happening to me because I you know there was nobody else around about me you know my peers 
going through what I was going through. Um, and I found it really difficult um, to find any one book that I could kind of take step by step through each stage. There was lots of different books. Like I've read stuff by Rebecca Campbell and Dariella Port and pulled on, you know, the Celestine prophecies, you know, lots of different stuff. So it's really a guide to help you navigate back to who you are. I'm very much um, into no more boxes, no more boundaries. You know, we all are the exact same at a soul level. We are all connected, but we have come here in different packages to express ourselves in different ways for the benefit of each other. So the more um, this book enables you to do that, it doesn't tell you what you should be. It tells you how you, you know, it, it shows you how you can be. Beautiful. So you do all kinds of readings. Can you tell our listeners about the different readings you offer? You have a lot of good stuff going on. So I use intuitive tarot to help people find the answers that are already in them. So they would come to me for guidance about jobs, relationships, finances, or just a general reading. I offer mediumship readings, which are readings where you connect with loved ones in spirit. So these really are for people who are, I guess, open to this kind of thing. I mean, I'm certainly not about, you know, telling people, well, there is life after death and spirit exists because I've seen them. It's like, you could believe it or you don't. Um, so these are very specific readings and I love them. These are one of my favorite readings. Um, I get a lot out of that. And I bring through information and evidence of loved ones who are in spirit. And then there's always some kind of healing message. So there's, you know, there'll, there'll be something going on in somebody's life where they need guidance. And then the other reading that I do, which I've done for you girls, is Soul Plan, which is an amazing intuitive system of life purpose analysis that reconnects you with your soul blueprint. And it's based on the premise that we are spiritual beings incarnating into this lifetime to expand and evolve. And we have a plan of exactly what we're here to do when we are born. And life and being a human being and being in society and having parents and peers knocks us off course. And these readings help get you back on course. They reconnect you back with the truths of your life. And this is everything from your gifts and talents, but also your challenges and your lessons. And it is so accurate. I love it. So it's helping people remember who they are. Yes, that's the best way of describing it. But everybody experiences something different with them. You already know everything you need to know in this lifetime, which is why you have sort of strange connections to things, people's places. Sometimes people have stuff that they just can't shake, but they cannot place it in this lifetime. So everything is already there. What a soul plan does, because we are working with energy, we're just bringing your energy back in alignment with your soul self. Mm -hmm. It's a sense of reconnection. So I call it a remembering. It's a, a reconnection. It's kind of like an aha. You're like, of course, I now understand why. <laughs> and it lets you see, particularly with challenges, because we're hell of a good of ignoring the challenges. You know, we will pull the same people into our lives. We'll go after the same guys or the same girls or, you know, find ourselves in repeating patterns. And it's, you know, they get worse each time. And what Soul Plan does is allow you to reconnect with the source of the challenge. Our challenges tend to appear when we're kids, tend to be around about three, four, five, when we really start to have the first challenges in our lives. And then they manifest in different ways throughout our life. And Soul Plan reconnects us with that so that we can shift those blockages 
and start to embody and embrace all the talents and gifts that we've got to share. So Vicki, can you share with us, maybe Mandy and I, just the summary of Mandy and I's soul plans? Because I understand that usually the soul plan sessions are quite elaborate. They're longer yeah. and there's a lot so, that goes into it. Yeah, these are, so I normally spend about an hour tuning in beforehand. The chart is done based on a Hebrew system of numerology. And for your listeners, if you're not familiar with it, each of the letters of the alphabet is assigned a different energy or a different energetic vibration. And when we combine all the letters of your birth name, it sets off the energetic intention for this lifetime. So the first part of the reading is pulling together the chart and it's like a, a six star. So two triangles, an upward facing triangle and a downward triangle. And you have worldly challenges worldly talents worldly goals and then there's spiritual challenges talents and goals and then this all culminates in your soul destiny so there's seven areas in your life that we look at in a full reading and a full reading normally takes between an hour and a half to two hours but what i've done for you guys is just to pull your chart off so let's have a look at mandy when i look at your chart mandy so there's seven different energy positions in your chart and you have different numbers in each of those positions so instantly when i look at your chart for people who are listening i have not googled the girls and um, i have listened to some of their podcasts so i've got an inkling about who they are and some of their story but to for this to work it's definitely a less information is better but when i look at your chart the first thing that i see is that there are a huge spread of, of numbers and different energies. So that makes you very capable. It means that you can turn your hand to absolutely anything. Nothing phases you. Um, you're probably very good in business from an art, sporty, you know, good cook right across the board. But what that also means, and the flip of that, is that you will get scattered. You will spread yourself too thin. Um, and there will be periods of your life where you are all over the place. The other thing from we've got all these talents and gifts and energies is that you can find yourself, you know, oh, I'm going to do this. And then you can throw yourself at it and then you go, nah, I'm not interested in that. Oh, I'm going to try this. Oh, this is brilliant. No, nah, I don't like that. I'm going to try something else. So you were probably the kid who was, you know, the parents like, oh my God, she's playing violin this week. No, she's skiing. No, she's going to do ballet. So lots of different um, <laughs> avenues and paths to go down. That can make you very capable, but it can also means that it's, you know, you just wish you knew what you wanted to do. And when you were young and you were deciding what the hell am I going to do with my life? You'd be like, oh, I so wish these, I was one of my friends who just, she wants to be a doctor and that's it. Um, so there's a flip to both. The other thing that comes through in your chart, and we're just going to briefly, for example, look at the worldly challenges. Now you were given the energies of service and healing. So it's not a surprise that you are, running a podcast about souls and you know that kind of thing because very much um somebody who has healing energies running through them and a strong spiritual connection um you've got this energy twice in your chart a really good sense of humor so somebody who likes to laugh a lot likes to laugh at themselves and will use humor to diffuse a situation and has a big smile and i can see this obviously looking at you big mouth big smile <laughs> so big you. lips and you know, you're, you're kind of a happy kind of person. Um, somebody who loves helping people, um, very generous. On the flip of that, um, this energy um, can be very emotional. You can be very emotionally demanding on yourself. 
and you can be emotionally demanding on other people. So you will pull relationships and friendships to you where there's a strong emotional bond and it will pendulum one way or the other. So you will hold all the emotional power and then the other person will hold all the emotional power. So there's, there will be an imbalance, particularly in romantic relationships when it's, it's around this emotion. Somebody who's also very indecisive, cannot make a decision, um, overthinks things, tends to get too much in your head and overanalyzes, overthinks things. Um, and somebody who is prone to procrastination, somebody that puts up blocks consciously and unconsciously from moving forward. And this energy is also somebody who's a peacemaker. So you don't like an argument. Not to say that you haven't argued, it takes a lot to pull that out of you. Um, but you will find yourself, um, and the thing with this peacemaker energy is that you can bring peace to a situation so you can see everybody's point of view and you will be a great connector at diffusing situations. Sometimes though, the flip of that means that you can sometimes find yourself in quite challenging dynamics. So it may well have been when you were younger that there will be a lot of arguments and challenging dynamics in friendships and in um, the family dynamic. Um, and you would have been the type of person who wouldn't want to pick sides and would sit in the fence and try and keep the peace and try and make sure everybody, you know, was happy. So you probably um, find yourself um, being very affected by society and you take on board the energy of society and the energy of people around about you, not your own energy. Um, you're also somebody who is a channel. Um, you are very intuitive um, and an excellent healer. For you, you need to find this balance between being in your head too much and overthinking things and getting back into your gut instinct. And the other thing that's just coming through is there's a bit of a perfectionism about you. So you can be really critical in yourself um, and, and expect you know, the very best of yourself. But sometimes um, the perfectionism is sometimes wrapped up in self-belief and self-worth so that if I can only do this that wee bit better and I'm going to be the absolute best at this um, and you expect that of other people um, and can be quite critical on yourself if things haven't worked out exactly as you want them to be so that's just literally a scratch of the surface Amanda. wow yeah okay that's good. Uh, I, uh, I can't I can't even believe that that's just a scratch of the surface because that was <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. yeah, good scratch. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Honestly, Soul Plan is, it's amazing. I, I love it. I had one done on myself um, when I was studying different sort of mystical arts and I, I had one done on myself. I went, oh my God, that's it. That's the one for me. Um, so let's have a look at Shanna. Now, when I look at your chart, you also have seven different energies. So a lot of what I said at the beginning for Mandy, you will have connected with in terms of being very capable, um, spreading yourself too thin, being a bit all over the place. The one thing that's amazing about these energies and having the variety of energy is that you can draw on all of the different energies to support you and help you. So you've got a really good toolkit. So like Mandy, not a lot phases you. You know, you can get pretty badly knocked and you know how to pick yourself back up again. 
And whether you do pick yourself back up or whether you choose not to, because there's learnings in there, there's a kind of innate sense within you that you know how to look after yourself. You know how to take care of yourself. So you're resilient. Um, the other thing that's coming through with you, again, also an excellent healer. Um, so you've got same energies, you've got crossover of energies, you and Mandy, which you tend to find when you've got two people that are quite so closely connected. Um, so what I'm going to do, rather than repeat, um, I'm going to have a look at some of the other positions in the chart so that we can give you something different. This energy um, in your talents, you, as I said at the beginning, tremendous inner strength. Um, and probably, and I, I mean, I can see, I don't know how tall you are, but you look like you're quite a, a fine, and I don't mean like fine, I mean, a, you know, like a, you're a delicate lady, you don't come across as somebody who's very tall, so you would look to me as you're kind of somebody who's quite fine and quite slender, and people probably don't realise how strong you actually are, they don't give you credit for that, so if they don't know you, they would take a physical assessment of you, and they wouldn't know the depth of strength that you have. Um, you're very intelligent. So somebody who has an innate intelligence, but, but also likes to stimulate that intelligence. So somebody who wants to consume information and have more knowledge for themselves and for others. So yes, you take things at faith and face value, but you'll also be really interested in the sort of workings of things. So you like both aspects. Somebody who is a, has a, a strong teaching an expressive quality. So you are very communicative, probably talk too much as a kid. Uh, your school teachers will be like, oh my God, she talks too much when your parents did a, a, do you guys have parents night? You know, when your parents would go to school and have a chat with your teacher about how you're getting on. Uh, so they would probably say that um, Tana talks too much. <laughs> uh, yesterday, I have to show you this. Um, I'm gonna hold it up. Do you, can you guys see this? Yes. What does it Can say? You see what it says? One of the very first memories that I have here in Colorado is that my teacher told my mom I was a chatterbox. Yeah. I just okay. read this yesterday morning. Okay. Well, you were a chatterbox. That's part of your energy. There you go. I've got goosebumps. So it's not a surprise that you're doing a podcast, but you've also got teaching abilities. So you don't just want to talk for talk's sake because you like the sound of your voice. You actually want to communicate to share this intelligent and emotional wisdom that you have gathered over life. Sometimes though, it feels, and again, because this is a public space, I don't go into anything too personal, but it feels like you've had something really tough has happened in life. It's almost like a bit of a dark night of the soul. You know, so you would say you've been in the wars. So there's been an experience at a period of time where that was just not a great space for you. Um, and it's made you restless. You were probably very restless as a child. You get, you know, a bit of wanderlust. You might be the type of person who, you know, changes your clothes, changes your style, maybe likes to move about a bit. Um, can't, you know, maybe has sort of, I don't want to say commitment challenges, but somebody who just has got itchy feet. The other thing with this is um, that you can find yourself stuck with sort of internal conflict. So there will be ups and downs of mood. There will be periods in your life where your mood has been up and down and there'll be inner conflict. And sometimes, um, particularly when you were younger, you probably get stuck in sort of cultural beliefs. Does that make sense? Yeah, very much. Yeah. Okay. Very, well, I'll leave much. it at that. I could go on. <laughs> no, wow. Um, I'm just yeah. like, that's incredible. Mm -hmm. you, you got all that from my name? 
Yes. <laughs> you get it from your name. So pretty much this, this system was channeled by a guy many years ago called Frank Alper, and it was channeled um, from his guides. And then it was updated, um, gosh, I don't know, 10 years ago or so, and maybe more by a guy called Blue Marsden to be more sort of modern and more in line with, you know, our gender choices, et cetera, et cetera. But well, yeah, it's, so it's an ancient system of, of Hebrew numerology and it's in the stars. It's there. So thank you for letting me have a look at oh your Oh my gosh, plan. thank you. I mean, I'm, I'm almost speechless. Mm -hmm. And then to mix that with mediumship, I bet is mm -hmm. so powerful. Mm -hmm. I tend to, and I always say this to clients before I work with them, I don't want to call them skills or gifts. I'm still, you know, all of my tools, yeah. you know, they merge. In a, a full soul purpose session, I spend about an hour, as I said, tuning in and that's when I really tune into the energy and open myself up and what everybody's different and and some people are open to this kind of thing some people are quite guarded and you guys will know this you know working with energy yourself that you know some people are like an open book and the information comes flooding in other people it's like oh my gosh right I can just mm, can't quite yeah. see so information comes through to me whether it's messages from spirit and um, messages from soul that will either take people back to specific times in their life and in a full reading, I mean, it literally goes back. So we talked about, um, you know, Shannon, for example, um, you know, there were periods of your life where it was really difficult. What would happen in a, in a full reading is that I would actually be able to access that and tell you exactly what happened. I'd be able to describe to you what the scenario was, who was involved, when it was, how you felt. It kind of comes in, and I know, Mandy, you're a medium as well. I don't know how your information comes in, but it comes in like it's just my memory. I... I remember my memory except it's not mine it's yours is the best way to describe it you know um go back to something we talked about earlier that i love a lot of times in life we're presented with our purpose but we don't know because we don't we don't do the soul work and we're young and you know for me i was all an ego but mm. i was thinking about what you guys said and i've always known that i'm really good at talking and that's my that's my thing like anyone you meet will say that i'm always probably talking too much to be honest so my throat is more I need to learn to listen better but it's always been the one thing even my little brother used to tell me like you're good at communicating so that purpose was always there but it wasn't until I took the time like you said Vicky to get into the feelings and get to know myself that I was able to align with that mm -hmm. absolutely we are as I said before we are you know, we live in a society where we are structured in a way that we understand, you know, we're human beings. We need to understand that this is a table, this is a laptop, this is a, you know, a, a pair of glasses, et cetera, et cetera. So we label everything. We come at our soul from a mind and body perspective. Mm -hmm. So we come at our soul and we understand our soul through our mind's comprehension of what our soul is, rather mm -hmm. than through our soul's comprehension of what our soul is. So naturally, when we talk about our purpose and our life purpose, and people understand the concept of purpose and meaning, it's a feeling, but we still label it using our mind. So if people are unsure of what their purpose is, it's a feeling. Your purpose is a feeling. It's what something makes you feel. And that feeling will be different for everybody. Some people will want to serve. So they could be healers, doctors, counselors. Some people, that feeling will be uh, one of, you know, exhilaration. So they are sports people and they, you know, skateboard or whatever it is. So, and again, these are just ideas that come into my head. So if you are searching for your purpose, we have to first 
really take herself out of her head, lose any labels, lose what your parents said you should be, lose the structure that you came through school. And just because you were good at geography and math, then you should go down that avenue. Um, one of the easiest ways to do that is to take yourself back to when you were a kid. What did you like doing when you were a kid? You know, what caught, captured your imagination? You know, I wanted to be an actress, you know, and I was always putting on plays. So whilst I was painting and creating and drawing, I would put on plays. So in our bedroom, you know, I would take the duvet off the bed and I'd roll it onto the floor and I'd make it look like a field. <laughs> and then I'd take my stool and that would be a horse and I'd gallop across. By the way, anybody listening, this was way before we had the internet. <laughs> you know, we had to make our own entertainment back in the day. However, I was really expressing myself and my creativity, you know, and I was trying to communicate who I was through myself, although at the time I didn't realize, but that developed into somebody who wanted to be an actress. So what does an actor or an actress do? They communicate, they connect with people, they allow people to recognize in themselves what's going on in screen, or they take themselves away. They're storytellers. So right the way throughout my life, I wanted to tell stories. So it's not a surprise that I've written a book, I'm telling a story. It's not a surprise that I'm painting, I'm telling a visual story. So the, 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 the sort of, the, the truth is always there. You just okay. need to be less prescriptive about what it actually looks like. And right. there is communication is your purpose, but there's a million different ways you can communicate. Mm -hmm. And there's a million different jobs and there's a million different ways you can earn money. And, and sometimes our purpose does not mean that that's how we're going to earn a living. You know, right. you can live your purpose by smiling at everybody that you meet in the street, you know, and yeah. just by being light and, and being the light for other people. So the generation, you know, that's coming up just now that are very much more open and very much more spiritual. There's a definite, and I could be wrong in this, and I'm going to put my head on the parapet, but the, from an outsider looking in, you know, on social media and listening and watching and reading, there's a, a tremendous drive towards this purpose being a, a business and being a vehicle for earning money. And yes, it can, but sometimes your purpose isn't always a business. You know, your purpose is just to be the very best version of you. Your purpose is to be your soul self and how that expresses itself. So it's mm -hmm. not always a business. Thank Does you that make for sense? saying that. Yes, because I think that some people think it needs to be like it's it's that important and big, but sometimes business is not the most important thing. No, your job, you have your business and you have your purpose, and sometimes mm -hmm. it aligns. And so, oh, I love that. And what's interesting is that I wanted to be a teacher when I was little, so that aligns with my soul reading. But I also used to pretend to be a mother, and so when I became a mother, I thought, ah. Oh, this is all I'm supposed to be in life. I'm supposed to just be a mother. I figured out my life at 20 something years old. I'm a mother. And that's what I thought I was just supposed to be. But you're never just somebody for everybody. You know, you have to still find your own. And I was much more than a mother. Mm -hmm. You have, you have layers of yourself and you have, you know, every year, every month, every day, you're a different person. Yeah. You know, and you can change jobs. I mean, I'm now on my umpteenth career path. You know, Louise Hay is a prime example of age is no barrier to stepping into and onto your path. You know, I just encourage people not to wait till they're in their 70s. And it's not a waste of time. Everything that's happening to you is by you and for you. You picked every single experience, the good, the bad and the ugly. But there's so much beauty and so much joy and so much more peace 
can be found if you connect with your soul self earlier on in your life. Now, not everybody's going to be on that journey. And ultimately, we need to, to recognize that we are soul in a human body having a human experience. And it's not about one or the other. But what you want to do is to be able to flow between each of them. So when you need to be in your mind, you can do that. When you need to be in your body, you can do that. But when you need to come at something from a soul perspective, you can do that. And at the moment, we're all in the body and all in the mind. We've spent so much time focusing on that aspect of ourselves that we've kind of neglected the soul self. And, and really that's all the stuff that we're doing in our mind and all the stuff that we're doing with our body is all to try and reconnect or feel better. Whereas if we just forgot all about that and went straight into the soul self, it's already there. And all the kind of mind and the body stuff becomes irrelevant. Your purpose is a feeling. For me, when I first started to sort of explore my spiritual path, not when I was younger, but when I had the experience with my papa, I had actually squished down my feelings so much that I had no idea what feeling felt like. I know what passion is in my head. I, I understand what it means, but I have no idea what that feels like. What am I passionate about? And I'm trying to think, God, when was the last time I felt passionate? And I was really gobsmacked by this. I know for a fact I will not be the only person that, that's like this. We confuse so many other things for feelings because we're scared to go there. So I would really encourage people to start exploring their feelings. And there's lots of really subtle, gentle ways that they can do it without allowing the floodgates to open. And one of them is to use your body. And Shanna, you work with the body, so you'll know this. You know, start using your body. Take your hand, place it on your heart, over your chest. And I'll just move the camera down so as you can see. So you put it over your chest. Now, obviously, I'm a lady and I got boobs. So there's going to be a gap here. So there's going to be a space here. So what you do is you take a few deep breaths in the same way that you would do when you meditate or you're trying to sort of uh, practice mindfulness. But instead of focusing on your breathing, just kind of relax and take a few breaths. But then you want to take your awareness to where your hand is on your chest. And then you want to start to feel what does it feel like having my hand press against my chest? Is it forceful? Is it delicate? Is my hand concaving in through my booby doos or is it concaving out? Do I feel my breasts on my wrist? Or if you're a guy, your wrist has no pressure. Are all the fingertips feeling the same? Is the same pressure in all your fingertips or maybe your pinky is lighter against your body? Is the palm of your hand pressed against or just the ball of your hand? And then you want to feel, is there heat? Where is the heat? What does it then feel like on my chest? Can I feel the individual fingers pressing against my chest? Or is it just a general sensation? So you really start to explore what feeling feels like. Mm. And then when you're in that space and you're kind of aware of, okay, I can feel heat, I can feel tingling, my uh, thumbs beginning to get numb, um, I can actually feel a tingling sensation moving from my hand up my wrists. And then I think, okay, well, my shoulders are a wee bit uncomfortable because I'm holding my elbow out. So you start to explore the feelings. And when you're in that space, if you feel brave enough, you can ask yourself, you know, and these are my words, you use them in your words. The universe doesn't listen to the words in question. It listens to the intention. So you can just say, okay, how am I feeling today? What do I feel like today? And if you want to take it one stage further, you could say, are there any feelings that I need to address today? What feelings are holding me back? Or, like I did, 
What does passion feel like to me? What does love feel like? And then this, you do this over a period of time. You don't always do this in one sitting. And when you feel more comfortable, you can start to explore more challenging feelings, you know, but just trust what comes up, trust the words that come out your mouth. You know, there is no right or wrong way. And there's so many more people who are far more eloquent with their intentions than I am. Um, you know, but the universe does not listen to the fact that you've got this beautiful invocation. And, you know, it's like, even if you want to say, mate, what the fuck's up with me today? If that's how you speak and that's how you communicate, then that's going to work for you. If that's not how you speak, then you just use your own language. So don't, you know, be guided by people on the internet and be guided by people that you listen to in podcasts, but use your own language, trust your own self. And that's a really good way to get into feelings and start to feel. And I work with clients with this and I always say to them, I guarantee you, if you allowed the floodgates to come out, you know, if, and I'm talking, if you've had a really difficult experience, if you allow that well of emotion to come out, you are lucky if you're going to get 90 seconds of full on, ah! you're not never going to make 90 seconds. It's not, you know, you'll get 10 or 20. It doesn't last for 90 seconds. So we're sitting here going, I'm not touching that. I'm going to, you know, ignore that. I'm going to brush it under the carpet years later. I'm now on this path where I'm comfort eating. I'm binge drinking. I'm taking drugs. I'm smoking. I'm blocking it out for 90 seconds worth of an emotion or a, or a feeling that we don't want to address. 90 seconds, people, it does not make sense. Oh my God, Vicky, you are special. I was just sitting here thinking the same thing. I'm, I feel like I'm a student right now. I, you are teaching us right now. So much wisdom. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Like you, Shanna, my card said she talks too much. And my husband would be like, Vicky, stop talking. Beautiful. You're a teacher. You're wise. You're a communicator. Do you have something that you feel like happened that is a blockage that you're not sure, like it's traumatic. You're not sure you want to go back there. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's good to dig it up and surface it? I do. Everybody is different. So some people will need to have this in a space where I don't want to say a controlled environment, but they maybe want to do this in a space with a counsellor. But you remember, if you work with a counsellor or a therapist, it's for an hour and then they'll send you home for two weeks to go and do some work on yourself. So they will guide you and mm -hmm. then you will go home and have to do the work. So even if you feel you need a counsellor to support you or a good friend, then have that. But 99% of the work is done on your own. But, and this is where the trust comes in. Our bodies are always trying to communicate with us and our bodies will never do anything knowingly to hurt or harm us. And mm. even bad behaviors that we pick up, like if we do take drugs or we do abuse alcohol or we do any manner of all the things that we do to protect ourselves, you know, or to squash our feelings down, that's just our body's protection mechanism, albeit slightly misplaced and sometimes we end up with a piece of habitual behavior rather mm -hmm. than the initial, well, I'm just going to down a bottle of wine tonight, block that out and I'll send myself off the next day. Um, mm -hmm. you know, the problems become, if that becomes a pattern. So we have to trust that our bodies are only going to release what we are capable of handling at that point in time. Mm -hmm. So if you don't intuitively trust, then you can say, I am ready to explore what needs to come up, but please only give me what I can handle today. And in, because again, the universe is not listening to the words, it's listening to the intention. There's this intelligence, a spiritual intelligence that will only allow 
us to kind of go through one thing at a time, mm-hmm. you know, when mm-hmm. it comes to spiritual work, it won't mm-hmm. be that big. Yes. And the other thing with spiritual intelligence, there's no such thing as time. When you have some really difficult experiences early on in life, that tends to be the path of somebody on a spiritual path from the get-go. That's somebody that is here to serve because within that experience, because spirit, there's no such thing as a good or a bad experience. We Mm -hmm. label it good and bad. You know, two people can experience the exact same things and come at it from a positive and a negative standpoint. So spirit, it's just an experience. It's kind of like, well, meh, because that's what you chose to go through to evolve and develop and share and and support other people in their ascension. So with that in mind, we often don't get the learning when we want it. So mm-hmm. you have to be open for not putting a time frame on it. You know, okay, yeah. I'm ready to address X, Y, and Z that happened in my childhood. So that's you started on the journey and you just have to be open to allow the lessons to come up and sometimes the lessons will come up as an understanding that comes out through you other times you will be guided to access that information by an external experience that could be mm. ill health a job loss a relationship breakup any manner of experiences this is when we have to stop labeling everything and stop having an expectation about how this journey is going to be just take everything in the present moment and today and this is why it's always really good um, a practice anyway aside gratitude is just to set the intention for the day you know what do I need to know today to 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 have the best day what do I need to know today to grow you Mm. know again my words put them in your words so you're always on a a, a, an unfolding and a a healing journey rather waiting for it to all you know come out like a burst like a volcano in like divine timing when your soul is ready to deal with it well and I think it could be like even of you know not even of this life And it almost feels, it feels weird for me to say this, but the truth is, as I said before, there's no such thing as a good or a bad experience from a soul's experience. And each individual human came into their body and manifested the life that they are manifesting, the good, the bad, and the ugly for their own ascension, for their own growth. And if something bad happens to you or somebody that you know, they chose that. And it may well be that they never fully understand, you know, that repressed memory sets them off on a path of, of, you know, a lifetime of bad behavior to other people. But we don't know the concentric circles and the, the, the offshoots that that person has and that behavior has. So they might end up having an, a series of victims throughout the life. You know, and we're just taking an example mm-hmm. of somebody, you know, ends yeah. up being violent towards another person. You know, that person who's been a victim they might then take that experience, embrace that experience and say, well, I'm going to start helping other victims. Who's responsible for the helping of the other victims? Is it the person who was a victim who transformed uh, that energy or was it the perpetrator of the victim or of the crime? Yeah, right. You know, it's the whole journey. It's the whole process. <laughs> and this is what you have to remember is that, and I'm not condoning anybody that behaves badly towards another person. Of course I don't. We're looking at it from the human perspective but we also have to appreciate it from the soul perspective. I'm not saying that it's right, but it's just how it is. Thank you for sharing that. I'm incredibly grateful for you. Thank you. I've learned so much today. My mind is like, I mean, I I have like four pages of notes right now. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. And now it's time for Break That Shit Down. 
So I want to tell your listeners that you are absolutely perfect as you are right now in this moment. And I want your listeners to embrace who they are, not who they think they should be, who they are at a soul level. And if they are confused about what that is, then I, you know, I would encourage you to explore using the feeling exercise to understand who you are at a soul level because we do not need any more carbon copies of anyone else on this planet. We are all connected at a soul level, but you were specifically brought into this lifetime to look the way you look, to love who you love, to feel how you feel, and to believe what you believe and to express what you express and to share your gifts and talents. And you cannot do that unless you fully embrace who you are at a soul level and you embrace the uniqueness of you because we need every single unique person on this planet to help us evolve. I need you as much as you need me. We all need one another. So be individual, be unique and embrace that and fight against the box. Do not be put in a box, people. Punch out. I love it. Can you tell our listeners where they can find your book, your website? First of all, before I do any of that, thank you so much for the opportunity to be a guest on your podcast. I love what you are doing. I think what you're doing is amazing. And I think you have amazing guests. So to even be included in the roster is fabulous. So my sincere gratitude to both of you. And thank you for allowing me to read your soul plan. We are forever connected, ladies. We are forever connected. So I really appreciate that. Um, and yeah, everything that you can find is on my website, vickypaul.com, V-I-C-K-Y-P-A-U-L, vickypaul.com. The book, the reading, the art. And I'm, you know, if people just want to connect with me, my social media is on there as well. So thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to talk about what I do. Thank you. You blessed my day. I'll tell you what. Thank, thank you. you. I have a great idea. Mm. I mean, I don't know if you'd be up to this. wonder if we hosted a Zoom painting mm. session with you oh my god I'd love to yeah fun absolutely um, would love to how fun would that be like oh my god that? I'd love to do it totally yeah. and we did it even in COVID when we couldn't go to the shops I got everybody and we used um shaving foam toothpaste and food coloring yeah you don't even need to have paints and canvas but I would I would be I would be delighted to run a painting workshop Seriously, for you I yeah, would, would love, love to. that such a pleasure thank you so so much for the opportunity I really appreciate it thanks for being with us today we hope you will come back next week if you like what you hear don't forget to rate like and subscribe thank you we rise to lift you up thanks for listening